This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and bearing witness that none has the right to be worshipped or unconditionally obeyed except for him. And we bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his final messenger. We ask Allah to send his peace and blessings upon him, the prophets and messengers that came before him, his family and companions that served alongside him and those that follow in his blessed path until the day of judgment. And we ask Allah to make us amongst them. Allahumma ameen. Is it okay to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for more? And is it okay to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a miracle? You know, subhanAllah, when you talk about du'as, sometimes there's this idea of when do I stop asking? And is there a realm of impossibility? And how do I condition my du'a in a way that will make it more acceptable? And I wanted to look at these two questions, inshaAllah ta'ala, through the holistic lens of the Prophet sallallahu through a question the Prophet sallallahu said he wished he had not asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And before I get to that question that the Prophet himself said he wished he had not asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I want to go back to the companions when they came to the Prophet specifically with the idea of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for more. And the Prophet said, Fas'alu Allahu Akthar, ask Allah is more. You can't ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala too much, meaning there is no limit in regards to the ask. There is no lack of capability or willingness on the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has not given you an allocated time by which you can make dua. Ask, Allah is more. Do not be shy. Ask, Allah is more. But one of the things that we find is that it's very hard to appreciate what you're asking for if you don't already acknowledge what you have. And this idea of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for more sometimes comes from a place of frustration. Other times it comes from a place of satisfaction that, Ya Allah, when I make dua to you, I always feel fulfilled. Even when you didn't answer the dua the way that I wanted, I know you gave me more than what I was asking you for, even if I haven't yet perceived it. And so there is a sense of rida, a sense of satisfaction, as is the case of Zakariya when he's calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking for a child in his old age. I'm asking you for more because you've never let me down. Lam akun rabbi I've never felt disappointed. Whereas someone else says, da'ut, da'ut, I'm making dua, I'm making dua, I'm making dua, more, more. Oh Allah, where is it? I'm asking you for more, I'm asking you for more. And subhanAllah, on this note, there is one specific way that some people will ask Allah for more. They will say, oh Allah, if you give me more, then I'll quit this sin. I'll stop doing this haram. Oh Allah, if you give me more, then I will change my life. Oh Allah, if you give me more, then I'll give more. Oh Allah, if you give me more, I'll start to fast a little bit more. I'll start to pray a little bit more. And one thing you need to know about the Qur'an is that it's very explicit in that conditional statements are usually bad statements. In fact, every conditional statement that comes in the Qur'an is looked down upon. If I have another chance, I will do this. If you would guide me, if you would give me more time, if you would take me back. The conditional statement always comes from a place of a person who didn't do what they needed to do when everything was provided for them in order to complete that obligation. Meaning what? 
Hasn't Allah already given you enough for you to repent? Hasn't Allah already given you enough motivation for you to start to fast more and start to pray more and start to think about giving more charity and start to think about drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is it really that if Allah gives you this house, this career, this degree, this person, this, then you have enough justification to be a more religious person? That is an attitude of failure. And that's an attitude that's looked down upon because if you're conditioning more du'a or more ibadah with more du'a, then you are suggesting that Allah has not given you enough thus far for you to worship Him. And subhanAllah, look at the difference where you have the three men that were stuck in the cave. And we'll revisit this hadith frequently. And the three men say, make du'a to Allah with the act of worship, with an act of ibadah that you did only for His sake and ask Him to remove the stone. They're going back and they're looking at things that they already did for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anything. They're going back and they're digging, one of them serving the parents, one of them being honest and not committing adultery when they could have exploited someone and taken advantage of someone, one of them not exploiting an employee. And at the times that they did those acts, they didn't say, oh Allah, I'm about to ask you for something because I'm about to do something really nice. No. They fulfilled the command. They did the obligation. And so when it came time for them to ask Allah for something, they dug into something they did only for His sake. So the act was done before the ask was made. The act was done before the ask for more was made. So do not be one who conditions your dua with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, conditions more ibadah with more duas for dunya specifically being answered. So you don't condition the more, but there's one exception to that. Don't condition the more, but do condition the miracle. Now what do I mean by that? Sometimes you might ask Allah for something that seems utterly impossible. And subhanAllah, you see people honestly with tawakkul, with trust in Allah, they ask Allah for something and the way that it happens, it is absolutely miraculous. It's unbelievable when you see it unfold before your eyes. And so, is it okay to even ask Allah for a miracle to happen? And if so, what does that look like? And I want you to look at miracles in the capacity of how you look at more blessings because a miracle is also an ask for another blessing. And one of the things that we have to do with miracles is also acknowledge the miracles that have already been done for you. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions مِنْ أَيِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقَهُ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ خَلَقَهُ فَقَدَّرَهُ ثُمَّ السَّبِيرَ يَسَّرَهُ ثُمَّ أَمَاتَهُ فَأَقْبَرَهُ ثُمَّ إِذَا شَاءَ أَنْشَرَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know, if you're failing to see the miracles around you, you know there's this image of a man that's standing outside and he's standing in the sunrise, and then he's standing in the sunset, and all these things are happening in him, with him in nature. And he's saying, I'm going to be an atheist until you show me a miracle, God. The sun rises, the sun sets, the water flows around him, the trees sprout, they change colors, the fruits come out, and all. And he says, I'm waiting for a miracle from you, God. And then I'll believe in you, if you show me a miracle. And the problem is not the lack of a miracle, the problem is your inability to see it. Now here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, where do you think you came from? Look at the miracle of your very existence. You think that's not a miracle? What were you made from? 
You were made from a dirty drop of fluid. Then Allah created you. Then Allah proportioned you. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided you out into this world. Then just as Allah brought you in, Allah took you out, put you back into a grave. And just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought you from the darkness of the womb into the light of day, Allah will bring you out of the darkness of the grave into the light of the day of judgment. It's going to happen that way. Is that not enough of a miracle for you? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلْيَنظُرِ الْإِنسَانُ إِلَىٰ طَعَامِهِ Look at the way that you have your food. Now I want you to think about this. If you've never seen the way that food grows, you've never seen crops grow in your life. Imagine being a person that grew up in a room and food was always served to you and you've never seen the process by which food comes to existence. And then someone took you 30, 40 years later and said, let me show you how this works and showed you rain coming from the sky and then landing on particular parts of the land and all of the conditions of fertile soil and then the way that the tree sprouted and then the way that the branches came out and then the way that the crops came out and then the way that that was picked and uh, you know, curated and then turned into food that's edible. You would say, whoa, what a miracle. That's impossible. How did that happen? How did that even happen? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, You can't see the process of your birth. Look at your food. You looked up and you were a dirty drop of fluid. There are drops of fluid coming from the sky. Rain falls upon you in abundance and comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we make the land just right, the right cracks, the right parts for the water to get through and to be absorbed by the soil. فَأَنْبَتْنَا فِيهَا حَبًّا وَعِنَبًا وَقَدْبًا وَزَيْتُونَ وَنَخْلًا وَحَدَائِكَ غُلْبًا Out of that rain that went into that ground comes out what? All sorts of things. Clusters of grapes, olives, all types of vegetables and fruits, all types of trees and gardens. All of this in abundance. And you don't think that's enough of a miracle? You're not paying attention to the miracles that already exist. And you're saying, show me a miracle? So then, just like when you ask Allah for more blessings, why are you asking Allah for a miracle? What's the motivation behind your asking Allah for a miracle? Now on a very personal level, someone might be saying, show me a miracle and I'll believe, and that person would be a fool because Allah has shown you so many miracles for you to believe. You don't need any more miracles for you to believe, just as you don't need any more blessings for you to obey. Allah has given you enough at that point. But when the prophets asked for miracles, we said, don't condition the ask for more. When the prophets asked for miracles, they asked for miracles so they could do more for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They asked for miracles with a very specific purpose in mind, not because it would be really cool to have something. Now look at the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Interesting narration. It's a hadith in al-Tabarani. It's authentic. And Ibn Abbas sallallahu ta'ala anhuma. He says, قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمَ سَأَلْتُ رَبِّي مَسْأَلَةً وَدِدْتُ أَنِّي لَمْ أَسْأَلْهُ I asked my Lord for something and I wished I hadn't asked him for it. قُلْتُ يَا رَبْ I said, oh my Lord. قَدْ كَانَتْ قَبْلِي رُسُلٌ مِّنْهُمْ مَنْ سَخَّرْتَ لَهُ الْرِيَاحِ وَمِّنْهُمْ مَنْ كَانَ يُحْيِي الْمَوْتَ Oh my Lord, prophets came before me. For them you have caused the wind and the seas to be subordinated. And some of them you allowed to raise the dead and bring them back to life. Rasulullah is saying, Ya Allah, 
these miracles that existed for the prophets and the messengers before. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he says to him, Alam ajitka yateeman fa'awaituka? Alam ajitka dalan fa'hadaituka? Alam ashrah laka sadrak wa wada'tu anka wizrak? Qultu bala ya rab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet sallallahu didn't I find you as an orphan, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and gave you refuge? Didn't I find you lost and I guided you? Didn't I open your heart and lift the burdens from you? And I said, yes, O my Lord. This is an interesting hadith. The Prophet sallallahu had many miracles, not just the Qur'an. The Prophet sallallahu had many miracles, dalal al-nubuwa, the proofs of prophethood. And Rasulullah did not want these miracles as a sign of Allah's love for him, as a sign of validation, because he already knew he was khayru khalqillah wa ahabu khalqillah. He is the best of Allah's creation and the most beloved of Allah's creation. Rasulullah wanted to deliver the message to his people. He wanted miracles that could most effectively deliver the message to his people. And the Prophet was responding to these questions with the high interest of them embracing the message, having a higher probability of them embracing the message. And Allah pointed to the miracles He has done for the Prophet And SubhanAllah, look at this, it's actually quite amazing. You know, some, even Islamophobes, they come forth and they say, what is the miracles of Muhammad And you say, the Qur'an, and you point to these other miracles. And here's something amazing. The Prophet ﷺ was the most successful of all of the Prophets of God in his lifetime and the most successful of all of the Prophets of God after him. Meaning more people were convinced in his miracle during his life, wasallam, and more people have been convinced with his miracle after he passed away wasallam, than any one of the Anbiya, any one of the Prophets of Allah, may Allah send his peace and blessings upon them all. What does that show you? Ya Muhammad wasallam, the miracle has come and it will achieve even more than what those things could achieve. And just as those miracles have been shown to you in the past, they will continue to be bestowed upon you so long as your heart is right. And just as those blessings were bestowed upon you in the past, they will continue to come to you, Ya Muhammad until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfills the mission through you. And so if the purpose of the miracle is to achieve the goal, your goal has been achieved, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so what does this mean for us? When you ask Allah for more, acknowledge what you already have. And when you ask Allah for a miracle, be explicit about your motivation. Why do you want miracles to happen for you? Why do you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to unlock what is seemingly impossible for you? Is it so you can reach more people? Or is it so you can find a greater sense of validation and purpose? Because if it is the latter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already given us enough. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us with the proportion of this dunya that is blessed and satisfying and fulfilling and that directs our longing to Him for the greater portion of the hereafter. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the greatest rank of the hereafter. Jannatul Firdaus in the companionship of our Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And to show us in Jannah what we could not perceive in this world and to motivate in this, us in this world towards that Jannah 
in a way that others would not be able to perceive. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His forgiveness for our shortcomings. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to inspire in us that longing for His pleasure and His paradise. Allahumma ameen. Aqulu qawli hadha. Wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum risal al-Muslimin. Fastaghfiru innahu al-Ghafur Rahim. Alhamdulillah, salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Allahumma khfir al-mu'minin wa al-mu'minat wa al-muslimin wa al-muslimat al-ahya'i minhum wa al-amwat. Innaka sami'un qareebun wajibu da'wat. Allahumma khfir lana wa rahamna. Wa'afu anna wa la tu'adhibna. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna. Lanakunanna minal khasirin. Allahumma innaka afuun kareemun tuhibbu al-afu wa fa'afu anna. Allahumma khfir li walidina. Rabbirhamhuma kama rabbuna sigara. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun. Waj'alna lilmuttaqina imama. Allahumma nsur ikhwana al-mustadha'afina fi mashariq al-ardi wa magharibiha. Allahumma الظالمين بالظالمين وأخرجنا وإخواننا من بينهم سالمين عباد الله أن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على النعماء يزيد لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقيم الصلاة